Hey guys, welcome back to another interview with me, Dinikil Sai. We are having another interview today. So hope you're all doing great. So let's not waste any time and welcome the person who we are interviewing. And this guy is one of the best guys I've known in the ClickFunnels community and one of the craziest guy when it comes to helping agencies and business owners. So he is none other than Bobby Stocks and he's multiple Tsukama, he won multiple Tsukama Club Award winners and he's a big guy building a nine-figure business and definitely you will rock the show. So let's welcome him without wasting any time. Hi, Bobby. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. And first of all, Bobby, thanks for hopping on on time and being here. So just to mention, Bobby is a co-founder at Contact Smarter, which is a AI tool which helps you to nurture your leads and get more clients on automation on your schedule so that you can scale your business and agency. So Bobby, glad that we are connected right now here. <laughs> yeah, and everyone who's watching the live, thanks for being on the live. Please make sure to comment down any questions you have because we have Bobby's time right now for 45 minutes. It's completely free, you can ask anything. And uh, please make sure to put hashtag live and hashtag replay if you're watching it on replay and hashtag live if you're watching it live. And like it, give it, give it a thumbs up and let's get not waste any time and let's get started with the backstory. Like Bobby, like we're excited to hear your backstory. Like how did it all start? Like we would like to hear your story. Um, yeah, so I was in the restaurant industry until um, I was just about 30 years old. So uh, I worked in the restaurant industry from the time I was 14. I went to culinary mm -hmm. school. I was executive chef at a country club, um, ran a kitchen. And um, yeah, I started to... I started to play around with like, you know, I had a side catering company. Uh, I started trying to teach myself how to trade uh, stocks. So that's my last name isn't actually stocks, but everybody started calling me Bobby stocks before I got into <laughs> because I used to trade a lot of uh, stocks. So, wow. uh, you know, so I, I like really was trying to figure out how I could, you know, break out of, the nine to five, right? Um, especially the restaurant business, you know, it's, it's long hours. You don't make that much money. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they say like, you really have to be passionate about cooking uh, because you're basically, <laughs> you're, you're choosing to live a, you know, a, a harder lifestyle. Um, so I, you know, I was getting close to 30 and uh, about to get married. And yeah, I just realized mm -hmm. Now's the opportunity for me if I want to have, uh, you know, a life where I'm making more money and I can kind of choose if I want to go somewhere, whatever. You know, I worked nights, holidays, weekends. That's the restaurant industry. So, um, and I saw like that, I, you know, I was, that my life with my new, uh, you know, that I was about to get married, would we just barely ever saw each other. So, um, mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was a difficult situation because I, I was making decent money. It was a career. It was the only thing I ever done. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, my wife really supported me a lot. So in 2012, I decided to quit my job and I was going to try to like become a financial advisor since I was trading so many stocks. I'm like, well, I can talk about, you know, the markets and things like that. Um, and for me, I, I, I've been so clean and sober 13 years. I used to have an alcohol problem, a drug problem, convicted felon, all that crazy stuff back early in my 20s, uh, mm -hmm. my high school years. 
So um, when I I left, you know, it was it was part of like what made it so hard to leave that job because I knew that you know uh, it would be hard for me to get jobs because of my felony. Um, mm-hmm. And that's basically what happened. So I quit the job. I got hired as a financial advisor um, and they didn't check my background. <laughs> like I like broke down like convicted felon and all that. Um, and they felt like I was such a good candidate. They just rushed me through, ended up mm-hmm. checking it. And I lost that opportunity because they couldn't get me licensed as a stockbroker. Oh. So um, yeah. So basically I was left in a position where, you know, I was making, uh, you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year as a chef. I had a, a small little house I owned. Uh, now I had no income. Um, mm-hmm. That's what really like forced me into entrepreneurship. And I didn't start in the internet marketing world. Um, I I actually started, you know, I, that I, I bought a dog. I built a fence for the dog, and I started a fencing company. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how I I got into entrepreneurship. Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like <clears throat> that's a great introduction, and you know, like that's a great thing which you are like completely in a negative phase. You know, being addicted to some share, and you know, being in a different situation. Then you realize, and actually took the courage to leave your nine to five, then hopped on the entrepreneurship journey, and then you never look back. Right? That's the main point here. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, I I lost you. Bobby, uh, I think something's wrong. I built a fence for the. No. Oh. Yeah, I lost you. I lost you. There was a network error from your side, maybe. All right, can get, yeah, my wife saw that Zoom call too. Um, yeah, so I uh, I built a fence for my dog, and kind of as a joke, mm-hmm. I put an ad up on Craigslist, and somebody mm-hmm. responded to it saying they wanted a fence, and that's kind of where it started. So. Um, I started, yeah. I, I knew I needed more leads so that I could build more mm-hmm. fences. Um, mm-hmm. that's, I started learning about marketing on YouTube. Um, I started teaching myself basic stuff. I mean, I didn't know anything. So mm-hmm. what's a landing page? So, you know, I started teaching myself WordPress and optimize press and, uh, you know, and then I my first Facebook I, ad I ran was the was the the end of 2012 for that, uh, and that's where I started to get into Facebook ads. So we, you know, I started to get really good at Facebook ads pretty early on when things were super cheap. Um, exactly. Video marketing, I would run ads and you know have my selfie stick up. And, <laughs> yeah, it was like shooting fish in a barrel back then, and, and I built that fencing company. To where we had multiple crews and trucks and all types of stuff, um, wow. and and I I shut that down in the winter of two th- uh, 2015. That's when I decided I was really clear that okay, this is great. Like I started to get a little bit better at business. I've still made a ton of mistakes. I didn't know what I was doing, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I started to generate you know revenue, positive revenue. Um, but I realized that marketing. Like inside that business, marketing was what I was really good at. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So I, I I decided to go all in on marketing as an agency in 2016. 
Uh, and basically, it's like the story you hear a lot of people say. I got was I, I became so good at generating leads for my fencing company that other mm -hmm. business owners literally started asking me if I could run their ads, um, chiropractors, things like that. So yeah, 2016, I shut everything down. I I let everybody go. I sold all the equipment, sold all the trucks, mm -hmm. and went totally in on on creating a a, a local marketing agency. Wow. That sounds amazing. So, you know, like this complete shift from a brick and mortar business to taking it online and then selling it completely and now working completely online as a marketing specialist, generating leads for local businesses. Like this is where like a lot of people struggle actually. As you're like agency pro, like you have helped a lot of agencies, like 100 plus agencies scale over six figures consistent months. Right now, like I don't think someone else can answer way better than you. Like, like how do you think someone can start and scale agency like a pro? Because this is like a turning question. A lot of people still struggle to start their agency, scale their agency, like they're stuck at that $10,000 mark. Like how do you scale up an agency and start up an agency? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really like, and you know, the marketplace is even tougher now than it than it was back then. There wasn't many as many people pitching that. Um, mm -hmm. For me, like the first the first six months, I went like completely broke. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I had some clients, but I was trying to do everything. I was trying to do the sales. I was trying to do the, the ads. I was trying to do the client retention. I was like, you name it. The finances, like, I wasn't even doing that. I wasn't tracking anything. <laughs> like, there was no. <laughs> and it's like it was just let me go get a deal. Let me try to deliver, and let me try to keep them. Um, and it's just that's not scalable, right? Um, you know, if you want to be totally fine to run an agency like that where you have four or five clients, uh, you're just going to have to do it. You know, you're just going to have to be okay with having a glass ceiling on how big that gets. And, you know, if you can try to maybe deal on some higher ticket uh, clients, which is totally fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. I think the internet is – I truly believe the internet is the ultimate equalizer when it comes to the, the possibility of making income. Um, you know, you don't necessarily need, I don't have a college education, you know, mm -hmm. before I got sober, I was a crackhead. <laughs> so, um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, I have, I'm a hustler and like I, you know, I'm good at problem solving and figuring stuff out. Um, and I've just seen so many people over the years, you know, really succeed with the equalizer that is online. So, but for me, it was really like getting to the point where I had to really get honest with myself about what part of the business I was best at and then start doing whatever I need to do to figure out how to hire or become partners with somebody that was good at the other parts, right? So I really struggled to keep consistency and to scale until I hired a salesperson. So for me, mm -hmm. I'm great at marketing uh, and delivery, right? So if I, I always look at split business, uh, business up into like different pillars, you have marketing, sales, delivery, client retention or repeat buyers, um, exactly. and finances, right? So finances, I didn't even bother with that. Um, client retention, it was like, I, you know, I fire clients more than I like keeping them. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm good at delivery for a period of time because mm -hmm. because I'm so 
I'm so good at marketing strategy, I need to also deliver in the beginning to, to you know, justify my strategy, right? So, um, but if I have to keep doing something over and over and over again, I get, you know, so that was the issue. And again, I found myself to a point where I was like, well, maybe this, this marketing business isn't for me because I was mm -hmm. doing so many different things. And I just see so many agency owners, you name it. It doesn't matter what business you're in. If you're trying mm -hmm. everything or if you're micromanaging the people that you did hire, which means you're basically still doing everything, um, you're going to be miserable and it's not going to scale. And it doesn't scale because of the subconscious. Your subconscious mind won't make it scale because it just means you need to do more work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's like a nine to five where you're continuously running and doing everything all yourself, just like being in a job, right? And you don't have any freedom. And it's like when you want to do another service for the same client, like when you're doing like, let's say Facebook ads and you want to do SEO again, so you need to learn from scratch and, you know, be an expert at that and make sure that you deliver results what you're promising. So it's like, again, reinventing the whole wheel and that never lets you run your expertise, which is Facebook ads again, right? So you you, you won't be able to manage anything, right? That's one of the greatest uh, learnings from you, Bobby. Thanks for that. And like, as you were saying that you, 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 you have managed, you have experienced managing a lot of clients, you're generating leads continuously, you have a big sales team right now. And you also coach business owners and agency owners to generate leads. And like, what do you think are the best strategy when it comes to lead generation of clients? Like when it comes to lead generation, a lot of agencies look at working with businesses to average at least like a seven figure mark so that they can actually, you know, pay high ticket for the service. Like, what do you think are the best strategies for the lead generation? Um, I mean, you know, when I think about lead generation and like making it scale there, um, it's like, you kind of have to like, look at what is your, your particular skill set in that bottleneck of business problems, which are mainly lead gen sales delivery, right? So exactly. it's somewhere in there. Like for me, it was sales and then it was delivery that I had to, to handle, right? Um, how the ability for me to scale, right? First, the first two problems that need to be figured out. And I would say the first problem is actually sales, right? Um, then leads. And most people try to pour in leads and then fix sales. And it's kind of like, can be like a rock in a hard place. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, without like sales being exceptional, it just becomes so hard and such a waste of money to, to try to scale your lead generation. So I've seen like with us, because we're so good at marketing, like our core team, you mm -hmm. know, our point was always sales. And as we've dialed sales in more, uh, our return on ad spend just continues to go up. Right. Which then allows us to start to branch out. So, like for us, lead generation is, it's really, really holistic. I mean, we've, we've tracked a lot of buyers um, just over the years and typically you're, you're paid in fulls. Um, and we do a lot of like, now I do a lot of stuff in the course. I have multiple different courses. I've, mm -hmm. you know, from the agency side, I started getting into running ads for other high ticket uh, coaches. A lot of guys that were in Sam oven, seven figure uh, mastermind, you know, his top guys, um, mm -hmm. which is where I really got to see 
how important sales was um, because like for us, you know, I'll give you an example. We had, uh, we had one offer in December where, you know, our cost per call was insanely high. Um, mm -hmm. It was, you know, we track every little thing, not just the apps. How much did it cost us to actually get on the phone with somebody? And we were paying about $622 per- oh, That's looping big. <laughs> per call. And we ended that month out with like uh, doing $220,000 and almost like a 4.9 net ROAS, right? So it's like, if you look at the cost per call, you're like, mm -hmm. oh, you're broke, <laughs> right? <laughs> but our that's sales amazing. process is so dialed in, and that's on a $5,500 product, right? Mm -hmm. Our sales process is so dialed in, we get so many paid and fulls because our sales process is so dialed in that mm -hmm. cash-in, our 30-day cash-in door is so high that it gives us so much flexibility, right? So then we're able to, like with that marketing system that I'm specifically talking about, that's averaging calls up and we're running ads all for the same thing on mm -hmm. GDN, on YouTube, uh, tons of SEO to support that, brand campaign searches, Facebook, you name it, we're on every single platform, which mm -hmm. is based off of how we've seen buyers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, our highest converting is actually people that, see or click something on Facebook and then search us. And then we hit them with our brand search campaigns and bring them through something else. So we have a 50% conversion rate on a $5,500 product and about 65% of people that come through that campaign pay in full. So it's wow. like interesting to see like, and that's, you know, everybody wants to scale and the, the intricacies that come into scaling, it's just like a whole nother thing. I remember when I got into this, I was like, it's all, I'm all about like, let's scale as big as possible. And it's just like, <laughs> there's so much behind that. And it really like, it, it, it doesn't have as much to do with the leads when you first get into it. It really has like, why are people not buying? Why are mm -hmm. they not? How can we get as much cash up front? Now, I would say that's the biggest problem with that agency owners do is they either aren't charging enough to be able to, to scale their campaigns, right? Mm -hmm. um, or they don't have a consulting offer to go along with it to also offer to their clients, which is how we ended up scaling was we had a consulting offer. So that would give us the cash flow to, to acquire more clients on the back end. Wow. So that's a brilliant idea. Like you're acquiring clients and they're helping you to acquire more clients on an autopilot, right? They're selling you more, like they're paying you more and more on automation. That's interesting. And the thing is like, this really makes a lot of sense. Like you, you really pointed out the roots, which is, you know, like looking at the numbers, like where are the exact buyers are coming from? You're tracking them exactly. Then now you know that people are clicking from a Facebook ads and then getting back, uh, you know, you, with the SEO stuff and with your search campaigns, those are the highest paying ones because you know your ideal one now you can pay whatever right even if it's thousand dollars for a call you can still make that happen because you're having a long-term rest <laughs> yeah if i didn't know all that and i looked at a 622 cost to actually get on call i might say put a plug in it it's done uh <laughs> but we knew better right because 
I saw that our cost per acquisition that we're paying our all in price to close was actually mm -hmm. $500 less than it was the month before. So yeah, it's just interesting. Um, and that's really like, you know, look, it's taken me years to get there. Right. But mm -hmm. as I've scaled out, um, you know, my big goal is nine figures and, and I utilize the different businesses that I have to really like, I think there's so many, there's so many opportunities offline, like offline exactly. businesses, um, where the competition compared to like internet marketing is not even on the same league. Um, it's, it's really easy to dominate offline and, exactly. and that's, that's what we're starting to leverage a lot of what we're doing online and bringing it, you know, I say offline, meaning like like a, a, a traditional boring type of business that, you know, some of them might have brick and mortars. It's, but yeah, that, that's really where we're seeing uh, the possibility for, for really, really, really big uh, numbers. Wow. Without, that's amazing. Without the, you know, the immense competition that happens inside the internet marketing world. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I think like still there are just 20% business owners are online. 80% are still on this brick and mortal thing right now. You're just acquiring this 20%. Now you're letting this 20% people do the 80% work, which is acquiring the local people. And that's how it's going big. That's a great strategy. I really appreciate that, Bobby. And thanks for explaining it in really deep way. Now there is a next question. Like even some people like generate leads, they buy leads or, you know, the scraps from somewhere, you know, they generate leads from Facebook ads, stuff like that, or they get an inbound lead. Like what do you think is the best sequence or like, what is the best sale, like process to nurture them to schedule an appointment? Like how does the conversation should look like, or how does the platform, like on which platform you should be communicating? Like how do you actually get them on a sales appointment? Yeah. So, I mean, um, you know, contact smarter, like we had a software before that. Mm -hmm. The first we got into the software game in 2017, specifically mm -hmm. not to actually sell software, but we built a three channel follow up system in, two th in the middle of 2017, uh, mm -hmm. which we called follow up engine. Mm -hmm. we, we added to that and advanced it, which became contact smarter, which we're about to mm -hmm. roll out a whole new thing. Uh, called call funnels that's even more advanced with that but yeah it's the more places you can talk to somebody the be the absolute better chance you have at converting them right so i mean now what we do is you know because you have to be doing voicemail text email in this day exactly. you want to if you want to have any chance of moving somebody over to an appointment um, but again, we're using a lot of different things now. So, um, we use that we use Facebook group. We have appointment setters that DM mm -hmm. people and start up conversations with them in Facebook chats, give them lead yeah. magnets. It's like mm -hmm. every opportunity I can get to reopen a conversation, reopen a discovery mm -hmm. about where they're at. Um, you know, it gives me another opportunity to, to give more value, to embed more information into their brain that has them think about us, um, which it's the ROI. We added a chat person to one of our offers in December 
and she uh, she resulted for 14 additional sales. She booked about another 40 calls. That <laughs> she pre-qualified them in chat, you know, hunted them down, teed them up to the table. Yeah. So, you know, and we she gets we gave her a bonus on every sale that she did. So she's very motivated and a base salary. And she brought mm -hmm. in sixty thousand dollars for us. So <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So she she went in and she works, she works the follow the three channel follow-up system. She's delivering the lead magnets we gave her. She's having chat conversations. Sometimes she's even jumping on the phone with them because she's incentivized mm -hmm. to do that, you know. Um, exactly. Makes a close on on the quality, and she tees them up to the salespeople. So that's the type of like the follow up that we're doing now. It's really, um, uh, it's really just like a hybrid of automation and real live touches. I think that's the ultimate system. Um, trying yeah. to over automate things, it can it can you're you're never going to yeah, yeah. You're gonna get as many sales as if you can really find a way to. Automated and bring yeah. human into it at the same time. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like I think that's the perfect answer. Like, you know, hybriding this follow-up right. system can really get them to like any business owner or agency owner. They can easily get more appointments because you have simple automations and when they reply, you're gonna be a personalized person who actually explains the concern, right? That really makes sense. And there is another quick question, Bobby. Like, like this is something which a lot of people struggle with. Like, how do you think like people can charge premium because they really struggle to charge premium? They're stuck at that one thousand dollar level or two thousand dollar level for the service. And how they can bump up their prices to five thousand, ten thousand, or premium offer like you're doing? Like, how do you think that's possible? I mean, first off, it's 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 repositioning your sales conversation. You know, mm -hmm. I would say if you're talking about leads on your sales conversation, you've already lost because at this point you're a commodity, right? So if I'm, if I'm just selling you leads, then your the prospects focus is on what's the price per lead, right? Oh. Uh, now, you know, if you are selling leads wholesale, mm -hmm. then that's, you know, that's, then it's like, well, my leads are better. And if you can justify why they're better and you have data on that, you know, and you're making mm -hmm. gigantic uh, contracts with big, with big uh, wholesalers, you know, then you're, it's about price and quality. Right. Um, but for most, you know, that's like 2% of the lead providers out there are going mm -hmm. big wholesalers. So if we talk about mm -hmm. everything else, you know, most business owners that you're dealing with have no systems. They don't know how to convert leads. They, so. The, the, they don't have anything online. <laughs> right. So if you really make it about, and I like positioning uh, agency as a program. So mm -hmm. you're aiming it. So this is, our, this is what our program looks like. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a three month program. It's a six month program. And it's split up into these type of payments. And over this time, what we're going to do is we're going to stress test your business. And we're going to see exactly where your sales conversion, your follow-up, and all that is not in place. Because I can tell mm -hmm. you right now, if you're on the phone with me, then you, something about your system isn't set up. And we could send you leads, and you won't convert them, and you'll blame us. And then you'll go to another provider, and you'll do the same thing. And you'll go to another provider, and you'll do the same thing. So Mr. Prospect... 
This isn't a month to month thing with us. If you're looking for that and you feel like you have a system that converts leads and you're just price shopping, then we're not the guy for you. If you want to, if you want to walk away and guarantee, cause we're going to work with you until you have a system where it doesn't matter what leads you bring in, you're going to convert it. That's what you're mm -hmm. going to do. Right. Wow. So, so basically I just position this as a full on, Thanks for laying out the whole pitch. It's like brainstorming amazingly. Yeah. By the time you're done with us. And then if you want to go price shop leads, go ahead. But that's not <laughs> what you're hiring us for. You're hiring us to set up a, a sales and marketing system that will convert internet leads because you don't know how to convert them right now. That's mind boggling. That's really awesome, right? That's a great straight pitch from Bobby Stock. So whoever is watching, shout out. Thanks for that, bud. That really helps the people who really want to position their premium offer, right? That really makes a lot of sense, right? It's not about like claiming that, hey, we generate leads, we make you sales. It's about showing the exact problem and the probable solution which you can put in the marketplace, which really makes sense for them. And when it really makes sense, the value, like the price they pay doesn't matter because they're already paying for it. It's already costing them a lot more for not having the system, right? So the smart move is to get the system, right? That's a great answer, Bobby. Thanks for that. And like, even if you like look at the lot of agencies out there, this is another quick question. Like most people make a lot of mistakes in the agency. As you had a great experience working with agency and you being a big agency right now, like what do you think are the most common mistakes agencies or businesses do and how to avoid them especially? Uh, definitely the biggest mistake would be not charging enough. Um, mm -hmm. And assuming like, Here's the thing, and this it's all interconnected, right? So we reposition it as a program, try to get people mm -hmm. like this is a six-month program um, be, because if you're not high ticket or if you're not locking in your retention, mm -hmm. I know because I sold month to month for years um, and I was spending ads to require the mm – -hmm. Profit, you you make no profit until like month two or three. And I mean, I can't imagine now, like it's just within all, you know, prices keep going up. And, uh, so you mm -hmm. really need retention. And the problem is, is if they don't have a system set up or if they're not positioned that this is a long-term commitment at fixing their problem, then you're you're never going to be profitable. And I know plenty of agency owners that have big gross incomes. And if you really dove into their numbers, it's not pretty tiny. Yeah. Pretty tiny margin. Work in there. Oh, just seven days a week. Um, <laughs> you need that. You need that guarantee or that buffer, that high, that money on the front end of the scale. And that exactly. means being able to hire people. Being able to advertise more, being able to make everything easier on yourself and convert higher. Because if you can't start to saturate the market with your message and with your brand, you're you're it like there's a snowball effect that takes hold exactly. through that. You know, I mean my first two comic club award, I had marketed so much to mortgage brokers that when we even offered a done with you offer on top of it, the second I did, because I had inundated so much marketing to that niche mm -hmm. the first month we did $140,000 with only 10k ad spend and we did wow. we did a full million in five months and it was because yeah. of all that branding that had happened right 
So they were just buying our, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have to lead a sales team. Like we, I just threw some guys in there and they were closing a third. <laughs> that was because the brand effect had been. Wow. Like, forget yeah. it. There, it's, you know, my, a good buddy of mine, Tim Shermack, wrote a book on it and he called it uh, the fuzzy ROI. Um, mm -hmm. It's fuzzy because it's hard to track and hard to see. But I've seen it over and over with products that we have. It's always like within a, a year after like running the product, all of a sudden buyers start coming in who were hesitant that whole time. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's the snowball effect. And it, it's a golden nugget actually to the people who are actually being consistent in the business. They can get that, you know, that brainstorming idea like, yeah, like this really works. I should implement this strategy into this business right now, right? Thanks for dropping that, Bobby. Let's get into the next question. I think like you can answer this in a better way right now. Please explain how contact smarter works. Like a lot of people who are watching this will be potentially business owners, agency owners, they want to nurture their leads. Like, can you give us a quick intro of how contact smarter works? Yeah. So um, uh, when it comes to lead gen, we love, you know, I first start, started running survey style lead mm -hmm. fan, lead gen mm -hmm. forms um, mm -hmm. back in 2015. Uh, mm -hmm. So I've been running them for years. I love them. They generate the best quality lead that you can get. Uh, so we really designed contact smarter as a survey funnel with a multi-channel follow-up on the back calendar appointment setting. Um, and now with this year, we're rolling out like a full drag and drop builder so that you can make beautiful surveys. But for wow. us, that's been, that's like bread and butter when it comes to generating leads. Um, and, and because I'm more of an ads guy, we've developed it so that uh, you can uniquely fire pixels based off of whatever question they ask. So it's very yeah. easy. Um, you don't have to code anything. You just put your ID in. And when you're on a question, you just click and say, fire this event on this question. And that mm -hmm. enables us to start to optimize our ad campaigns based off of what type of criteria we're looking for. And the bigger your campaigns are, whether especially if they're national, it really mm -hmm. helps dial things in. Um, and then obviously the back end, you know, all the messages, the power dialer, um, all the stuff to, to just try to convert as many of those leads into appointments. What we also love about our survey, survey is one-click booking. So a lot of people use surveys and they get the name, mm -hmm. the phone number, they get all the information, and then they redirect them to a calendar system which then ask them the name, email, and phone number again, right? Exactly, yeah, that's a, that's a pain in the ass to the client. Uh, yeah. And if you know coding, maybe you can pass the parameters over and different systems won't do it. And so with us, since they're already in the survey, as soon as they put all that information in, we just bring them directly to an internal calendar. They pick the time, they click it once, they confirm. Boom. They don't have to put any more information in. And then all the follow-up reminders you know, following up through voicemail drops and all that, it's all automated in there. So mm -hmm. we've seen our, our, you know, when we run those, uh, especially in like the lead gen space, you know, we, we'll get booked calls, which we're firing the pixel on um, for like 30% cheaper than if we were running it through a redirect to an account. Oh, wow. That, that means saving a lot of money. Yeah. I'm really excited like as we roll out the uh the landing page builder in mm -hmm. one really i'm really going to start bringing that system over 
uh, into the high ticket space. Um, wow. And, and Excited for that. Yeah. Congratulations on building out. Is it already out or are you launching it in any specific date or how does that go? Uh, it's the release date. It's in, it's in beta now. We've been working with a company. Uh, we, we got an outside provider to help us with it. So uh, mm -hmm. a company that built Infusionsoft's landing page builder and send them. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's legit. Costs us a ton of money. <laughs> um, but yeah, that should be out in February. Wow. Sounds amazing. And congratulations on that. But I hope you'll have great success with the landing page software and the contacts monitor will boom up definitely because it's insane amount of value. Like getting, you know, a call schedule for 30% cheaper, like, like people can put millions on that, right? That really makes a lot of sense. And Bob, I really admire the work you're doing, like where you are just like building out systems and processes, hiring right people, and then just letting the business run on it. And you just be on the business, not in the business. I really love that exact thing which you're doing. Now, I really feel that you have a lot of tools which you use to manage all of your tasks and projects and clients for productivity. Because I see a lot of people, agency especially, or business owners, when they have, they only have a capacity to a certain clients. When they exceed that, they go into burnout, like they can manage only five clients, 10 clients, that's it. Now you're managing like tens of thousands of clients at a time. Like how is that possible? Like what tools and project systems are, are you using inside your business? Um, yeah, so we've, we've used teamwork for mm -hmm. a number of years. Teamwork. Uh, mm -hmm. teamwork projects, teamwork chat. Um, and then we've gotten really good at actually like just automating and coming up with uh, formulas for Excel spreadsheets. Um, mm -hmm. We have a lot of that pulling data from, you know, all the different ad accounts. And I mean, I would say mainly like I'm a heavy human being person. Um, mm -hmm. So we have, um, you know, we have a, a, a really large team of VAs um, and they really help. They really help to cross check a lot of the stuff. Uh, I've tried mm -hmm. to automate things like, and, you know, over automation can cost you more money uh, in lost revenue. They're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, <laughs> so we use it for like our landing page, uh, like for our like systems or our funnel. We use um, we use ClickFunnels. We use mm -hmm. Kartra. Um, mm -hmm. We use we love Kartra for just like the ease of the you know membership and payments and some of that. Um, exactly. And we'll send emails from from our own from Kartra into memberships, Funny. and then we'll send emails from a different you know a different provider for the the cold. Um, I'm trying to think what emails. else. But yeah, I mean it's it's team members so. We have uh, a couple of account executives that, that kind of help everybody. We have a director of marketing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a director of marketing, a full-time copywriter. We have a full-time videographer that we fly out to all of our clients. Um, wow. you know, he, he's made an hour and a half documentary, all types of stuff. Um, uh -huh. And we carry about anywhere from like 10 to 15 sales guys. We have a sales manager that uh -huh. those different offers. Uh, we probably have like close to like 40 people on the team. But when you look wow. at different companies and everything going on. Um, so it's mainly like we, we, we have different divisions. So we have like a financial division to, and there's like a CFO and then we have controllers and then we mm -hmm. have uh, two payment link people. So one of the things that I found really increased sales 
was we have two people whose only job is to make mm -hmm. up links and contracts. So uh, this enables <laughs> our salespeople to close on any kind of deal, right? And that's like one of the problems we saw as we scale. These are the things that happen when you scale, right? It's like these little minute things. So if somebody's working a deal and you know it's a $5,500 deal and they mm -hmm. the person has all these objections, this enables the salesperson to be like, look, if we could get it down to 5,200, would you do that? And if they're like, yeah, okay, boom. Then he can go right in, tag one of our payment link people. They go in, they make the link really quick, redo the contract, and then we can get the deal closed. We saw such a huge um, spike in sales and scalability. Wow. Did that. Uh -huh. It gave our salespeople more tools. Um, mm -hmm. And they didn't have to stick rigid to like, well, here, here's the links I have. So you have to pay this, that, or the other. Oh, that really makes a lot of sense. And it's like really, you know, simple, keeping it basic and being more human, managing all the tasks and leveraging teams. Like you're actually leveraging more humans than tools, right? That really makes interesting, right? That's a super cool idea, Bobby. And like, like uh, you, you're really like, you know, grateful that you're here right now, but it was not that good in your 20s. Like what would be your suggestion to a 20 year old you or someone who is getting started right now? Um, I see that. <laughs> yeah, I would say, like, because, like, the biggest, well, first off, mindset. I've been a, mm -hmm. probably obsessed with personal growth for probably a solid 10 years. Um, so, and that's really been a, a game changer for me. I've had a coach for the last... I think the first time I hired like a mindset coach mm -hmm. was 2013 and I've had one ever since. Um, and I've moved, you know, I've gone through a couple of them. I had my first guy I had for six years. Uh, that's really helped me because like I could say, you know, it was when I really realized that I needed to stay in my zone of genius and hire more people and become a better leader and, you know, hire people that are exceptional at what they do. No, like I try to hire people that are way smarter than I am at what they do, right? Instead of where I used to think I was like the best at every little part of the business. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Which means subconsciously I hire people not as good, right? Because I want to be in control of everything. I want to feel safe and in control. And that is not scalable. Um, and so like that was an action that I have implemented more and more over the years that mm -hmm. had is why we continually make more and more and more and more and more and more and haven't gone into the slumps or disappeared like I see so many guys do. And it was a result of always having a coach. It was a result of always having somebody pushing me to be a little bit better. Investing in ourselves, yeah. So I could say like, hey, if, if you're starting out in your 20s, like the faster you can realize that if you want to grow and scale a company, you need to become a leader that is hiring people better than you and you're mm – -hmm you're getting them enrolled into the plan and the idea and they feel like they're a part of the company. And mm -hmm. like, you know, for us, it's like when we find a super key player, I give them like, the, if they're working on a, cer a certain division or product, a lot of times I'll give them a percentage. I'll give them 10 or 15% of 
of that business because yeah they'll be accountable yeah they'll be a lot more accountable i want them to be as excited about growing this as i am right um and and i know that okay i'll have to give a little bit of that away but the return on it is massive it's gonna be insane yeah like if it's your business and you're paying a salary they're not that excited to bring in more revenue but when you're giving it as a percentage like let's say they're bringing hundred thousand dollar per year as a single person if you give them on a percentage they can bring in two hundred thousand that's paying itself right you don't even need to worry about paying him right <laughs> now you yeah, have that's... all these brilliant minds focused on working cable. for you yeah yeah so, absolutely that that's really interesting so like the, the big thing is like you know become a constant student of yourself because it's what you don't know about yourself that's holding you back all the time mm -hmm. at every level right it's a blind spot it's why they call it a blind spot you can't see it you mm -hmm. don't even know it's there other people can see it you can't right so i saw blind spots i'm always trying to figure i'm always trying to learn what the second i i can really see that i have a blind spot it's not a blind spot anymore which means now i can start to work on it um absolutely yeah investing in yourself is the whole key like everyone who's starting out or who's struggling in the business invest with the right expertise who knows something you want to learn in a much better way who can teach you can guide you throughout the step that's amazing and bobby like what do you think are your biggest life achievement and what are your next goals for the future like 2021 goals i really feel like um you know i getting my life back together and, and getting clean and sober was definitely probably the biggest because mm -hmm. i you know a lot of the guys that i grew up with are dead now um oh, yeah. so you know out yeah. of anything like i'm most grateful for that um, I would say this year was like really big for me, um, you know, with COVID and all that, and we just crushed it. Like, wow. Um, but <laughs> how many two comma clubs did you hit in 2020 in, in 2020? Two. Yeah. We couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't get another one. Apparently you can't like even, they wouldn't give me another one for another funnel we got because we got one for it before, but, um, <laughs> that's now, awesome. Now we're just, we're, we're, you know, we're working on another one now, but uh, <laughs> that's mind boggling. Yeah, we did, we did great, you know. But the, the biggest thing is we're 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 doing more and more, and I'm working less and less, and there's less ah, leverage. Yeah, yeah. So like this year was the first time that like I really got I really like got to an actual place of where I'm not. Like I haven't ran a, ran a Facebook ad in four months. Wow. So, you, never, yeah. you never logged into that. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'll go in and peek at what they're doing. Uh, uh -huh. But I've moved more and more into where my real zone of genius is, which is like the strategy of here's what we're going to do. Here's the pitch. Um, okay, guys, let's do it. You know? So, uh -huh. but yeah, this year is like I've worked the least. Uh, I made the highest profit margin and mm -hmm. you know, continued to scale. So uh, I wasn't always sure if that was possible. Like if like, is it really possible to work, but it like, did. be more efficient, make more money and, you know, <laughs> yeah, apparently it is. <laughs> so Yeah. It paid off like from, from you, from when you started right now, I think you're totally working for for seven for your company, for your agency, for your old like fencing business, stuff like that. But right now you're leveraging people. You're at a point 
where you can leverage and make more money. It sounds amazing. And like, Bobby, what do you think is like the biggest mistake in your life? Like, what was the biggest mistake in your life? Um, yeah, I mean, I think my biggest mistake was, was definitely avoiding just what I said, like avoiding or not believing that I can work less. It, you know, I really hung on and look, I think every, if you want to make it in business, you got to know how to hustle. You're exactly. a prerequisite, you know, mm -hmm. my wife always says she would have shut my business down more than a dozen times. <laughs> Real entrepreneurs are like, it's like a cockroach. You can't kill them. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter how you are, like, man, I was, you know, like I, I always tell people I would do internet marketing even if you didn't pay me because I did that. That's fine. Um, but yeah, but really like not resisting the transition into, mm -hmm. um, you know, the next level uh, and, and realizing that uh, I didn't have to, it doesn't, me working seven days a week or six days a week, doesn't mean that you know I'm doing right by the company because as I've laser focused myself in and working less, the company's doing better. So, a um, lot more sense. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. That sounds amazing, uh, Bobby. And like, like, who do you give a shout out to? Like, who are your main inspiration for success and key persons involved in your success? I would shout out my wife. You know, she's supportive. She's been a big supporter. Um, you know, she runs operations. She's absolutely great at it. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I jump off the cliff without a parachute and I radio her and she gets the parachute. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Um, that's a great bond. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've been work. She quit her job. She was a pharmacist. Uh, she mm -hmm. quit her job years ago to help me with this. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, she quit a, a six figure job to help me with this and, um, so we've been working together in the same house for years and we've made that work. And, um, on top of that, like my mentor now that I hired last January when I was like, okay, I need it. I need to like figure out how I can not be working this much. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. absolutely like probably one of the best mentors I've had. His name's Todd Campbell. Mm -hmm. He works with nine figure companies and you name it. Uh, a lot wow. of guys been around forever. Uh, and he's awesome. Yeah, then you know we have it once or twice a week, and dude's changed my that's life. Amazing. Yeah, just optimizing the whole stuff which you're following, right? That's amazing. It's great to have mentors and the people who support you. And like, really interesting question: like, where can our audience find you mentoring? Like, where, like they, they love your complete support on this interview. Now they 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 want to connect with you, or where where they can find mentoring? Yeah. So. Um, the uh, right now we we've started for the first time teaching people how we promote uh, high ticket offers, um, our entire funnel system from how we do our SEO to how we run our YouTube ads to Facebook ads to our systems, um, and we call that uh, yeah we, we call it the code, um, and uh, yeah we just started launching our own internal campaigns for it. Um, because the, the way that, that my business works is I kind of work like a record label where I, uh, I have 
50% or more equity ownership of an offer. Mm -hmm. uh, and my team does everything. Um, I finance it. I do all the sales. I do all the marketing, everything. So the content creators on the front end, he does his part. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's how we, we operate now. So for the first time we're like, all right, let's maybe it's time for us to show what we've been doing over the last few years on that side of the business. Um, but yeah, people can find me on, on Facebook, Bobby stocks, uh, or they can look up the code or the, the business code Institute, um, mm -hmm. that's what we're doing there. Yeah. I'll also put a link for all of your courses. They're amazing. Like from lead generation system to Facebook ads and stuff like that. And that's amazing. Uh, thanks for giving us a route to connect with you, Bob. And uh, like any last words before we conclude the whole interview? Um, yeah, I mean, if you're starting out, mm -hmm. like, you gotta focus. Number one thing to start out, focus on sales. Me, and that's from somebody who's not a salesperson, right? Yeah. <laughs> so easy to get caught up in like well, I gotta have the right website or I have to make sure this that and the other what am I well, let me go get branding pictures because that's gonna be important no you gotta go with sales like you need to you need to start selling some people um, so that you have revenue and you can you know validate that this is an offer uh, until you figure that out you're just wasting time and money on anything else uh, one of my coaches, one of my coaches uh, said, he said, complexity non-confront. And I've used this term for years. And what he means is the more you're afraid to confront something, the more complex your brain becomes problem, right? So that's exactly. what I The simpler I can, that's why I like adding in humans and not going too much on automation until you've proven it out. The simpler mm -hmm. you fit and you just go sell, the more success you're going to have. Absolutely. That's amazing conclusion. Thanks for that. Bobby stocks again. <laughs> so thanks for amazing opportunity, Bobby. I really enjoyed the session. Hope the people who are actually watching this had a ton of value. And again, thanks for being humble and just joining the show. And uh, yeah, guys, hope you enjoyed the session. Please make sure to comment, like, and you know, contact Bobby if you need any help and just check his all of his courses, school courses and stay tuned for the next interview. Thanks guys. Peace out.